KYW Original Podcasts. This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host, Cherry Gregg. The start of school is just a few weeks away, and one of Philadelphia's most famous high school seniors is headed off to college. Do you remember Monet Davis? If you don't, let me remind you, at 13, she became the first girl to win and to pitch a shutout in Little League World Series history. She was also the first African-American girl ever to play in the Little League World Series when she played with her team, the Taney Dragons. And Monet, well, she blew up. She graced the cover of Sports Illustrated. And they started using slogans like, throw like a girl. It was a compliment because if you threw like Monet Davis, who had a 70-mile-per-hour fastball, you were golden. But it all started in South Philly at the Marion Anderson Rec Center. That's where she was coached by Steve Bandura. He's worked with her since she was seven years old. Well, now... Monet is 18. She's headed to college. Check out my one-on-one with Monet. She talks about the future. I am an athlete. I played baseball, basketball, soccer, and I'm doing softball at Hampton University this upcoming fall. Why Hampton? It's a place where I felt like home. I felt comfortable just being on the campus. Everyone was so welcoming. I got to talk to uh, Dean Plummer, who's over in the communications building and at Scripps, and she was just so welcoming. She seemed like she really cared for her students, which is what I look for, because at my high school, that's how all the teachers were. They made sure their students were on the right track, um, did the right things, and it seemed like everyone at Hampton just wants you to see, uh, be successful in the future. Um, all the girls on the softball team were super nice. The coaches were super nice. And I'm just, it just felt like I should, I fit right in with everybody. So I chose Hampton. I think it's the best decision I've made. Wonderful. And so you're going into communications. Yes. Tell me what drew you into this. I started to realize that I've started becoming a more outgoing person. I feel like it had to do with Little League and everyone uh, talking to me and doing a bunch of interviews. And I figured I would want to be on the opposite side of the camera. Well, interviewing um, athletes. So I was like, I think I want to do communications. I looked into it, and it's pretty—it's a, a broad uh, major. But um, when I looked, really looked down into it, I was like, I think I can do broadcasting. Or um, just I wanted my own TV show. So I was like, I think that's the right major. And it just kind of fit who I am as a person. And you've already made some steps to getting some experience. I, I read about that. Tell yeah. me what you've done so far. For my senior project, I got to, I worked with the, uh, like the video production crew for the Phillies. And I got to interview Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard, uh, Gabe Kapler, and Richie Ashburn Jr. So that was pretty cool. And wasn't, I was a little nervous because of those big names and what they've contributed to the city. But I feel like the interviews went well and they all enjoyed it they gave me some positive feedback and some of them actually played on tv so it was pretty cool were they happy to meet you too because i mean you have your own light walking (laughs) Um, around well yeah i got to meet them all before um Mm -hmm. so it was just like a kind of like a recap like oh how are you like talking about college so it was kind of a recap and they were very surprised by some of the questions i came up with because i did some research so this very surprised by the questions and they enjoyed it. They were all smiling and happy about it. So I'm just glad that 
they were, were really enjoying my interview. Didn't want to make it like too crazy, like mm -hmm. any other interview, because it was all on a day that they were getting retired, their numbers getting retired. So I just wanted to be super like lighthearted. And was it fun? Did you feel like you know, this is it for you. This is definitely when you were yeah. in the moment. Yeah. I mean, those are kind of serious interviews and I'm more of a, I want to be like more fun and just like being comfortable and not like too serious. I want to show a different side of athletes, but like those are fine. You know, I got my questions across. I got the answers that I wanted. So it was fine. And what is this summer, your last summer before college? What has it been like for you? It's been kind of a lot of traveling. I know at the beginning of the summer, I went down to Hampton. Then I went to Toronto. So I've been doing a lot of traveling, just hanging out with my teammates for this is like the last time we're all going to be together. So just been a lot of kind of making more memories and just reminiscing about like everything that we've accomplished as a team. And, you know, just giving a lot of we've been saying a lot of thank yous to people around, which I feel like a like they don't go around too much. So just really appreciating everything that not just my parents, but the other parents on the Monarchs have uh, helped us with growing up and just being there for us. You kind of grew up here yeah. at this rec center. Like I saw a picture of you at like seven yeah. downstairs and everywhere I go, it's like pictures of you here. Mm -hmm. How does it feel sort of walking through the halls of this place? It's kind of crazy because it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but Whenever I see those pictures, it just brings back memories. Like the picture that you were talking about, like that was either my first or second year playing baseball, and I had a hot pink glove. Like it just like brings back memories from when I first started um, to when we barely won games. So our season when we barely could, like we couldn't really lose. So it just really brings back brings back the memories, and it kind of I feel like it it inspires uh, the younger kids. When they walk through the hallways and see pictures of my team and the teams that are older than us and even the teams that are younger than us, just to see them and allow them to like be to think that they can be up there as well. Um, so it's I think it's pretty cool. The pictures is they're just really cool. They're they, they're good pictures too. And you look great with the pink glove and everything. <laughs> it's like a signature glove. Yeah. Did you realize that you had that much swag at that young age? I didn't. I saw the the picture. My sleeves were rolled up, and I was like. Wow. Like, <laughs> I didn't know I rolled my sleeves up that young, but like, I was like, I probably have more swag back then than I have now. <laughs> yeah, and I, that was my next question. What do you think is the big, when you see that picture, what is the big difference, you think, of that that girl there versus the young woman that you are now? That girl then was just really paying attention to just playing sports and just really having fun. It's not that I chose to kind of have this like life where people are always watching. Um, so I got to watch what I do, even though I don't do anything terrible. But, like, I got to really make sure I'm making the right decisions and especially, like, doing interviews, choosing the right words to say because people can take that out of context. But that girl back then, she was just going out, having fun and being rough with the guys and just doing, taking care of business and make sure our team win. I see you, you still like the pink. Yeah, these are comfortable. <laughs> yeah, these are very comfortable. Throwing that signature pink in there. Do you think that all the spotlight shifted your focus or did it take any of the fun out of playing and doing what you did? I don't think it took the fun out of it. I mean, I still, whenever I play baseball specifically, I still made sure I have fun. I made sure my teammates were laughing while they were playing because I feel like now, like, kids all over the country, like, I feel like they're taking the sport in sports a little too seriously and 
that's not how the game should be played, and that's not why you first started playing the game. So I always think back to why I started, and I started because I enjoyed it. I have fun with it, and I want to make sure that my teammates continue on having fun, and it's not, it's not like something you have to do. You're forced to do it, so you have to be super serious. So I just try to make sure everyone laughs, jokes are going around, and just making sure, keeping that memory on why we started. And I feel like a lot of people around the country should really bring the fun back in the sport. I know some of the MLB teams are doing it. Um, they're doing, like, the waves from second base and dancing. So um, I just, I'm glad it's coming back a little bit, but I want it to keep coming back. It did get a really competitive and serious for a yeah. time. So everybody thought, like, Monet Davis is not gonna, she's gonna go basketball. Yeah. She's gonna be a UConn. Like you had <laughs> talked about that. Everybody had these big dreams for you, but you're playing softball at, so what made you choose softball over basketball and not pursue the initial, the initial, initial dream? I played basketball since I was in eighth grade um, for the high school team. And you know, like the first year was, was fun. All the girls were super nice, welcoming. Like we had a good time. Freshman year, I played, um, and, you know, the first half of the season was fine, and then we had a coaching change in the middle, and everything just kind of went downhill from there. When you're winning games is when you have fun with the sport, and we weren't really winning games, and I felt like there was a lot of, like, stress and pressure I was putting on myself to try to help my team win, and it just wasn't, just wasn't fun for me. Mm-hmm. And I decided that if I wanted to play a sport, for the next four years, I wanted to make sure I was having fun with that sport and that I enjoyed that sport. And that sport just happened to be softball, which I started in 10th grade. And we were winning lots of games. We won the states, and we won the league two years in a row. So we were winning a lot of games compared to basketball where we weren't really winning a lot of games. And I just made the decision, like, want to have fun and enjoy college. So I think what I, I'm going to have fun with is softball. And I actually told my older brother before I told my parents, and then I told two of my good friends who are very good softball players too as well. I told them that I wanted to do it, and they were super happy for me. They were all for it because they have been bugging me to do it. They were bugging me to play softball in 10th grade, and I'm like, I don't know, and then I finally decided to do it. And then I told my stepdad, and he was, he was like, listen, I'm down for whatever you want to do. Like, I'll support you no matter what. And I was scared to tell my mom, and I was scared to tell Coach Steve because I didn't know how they would take it. But they were just both super supportive. Because it was like, so this, you felt more pressure. You knew what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And you felt more pressure of what other people would say. What gave you the courage to just go with what you felt inside? And a lot of kids struggle with that. Yeah, um, well, I think I struggled with making sure that I was happy before making sure others were happy. Um, so that's what I was kind of struggling with on the inside. And I didn't really pay attention to that until, like, August of last year. Um, so I was just nervous that, like, I wasn't going to make them happy anymore, that they were going to be mad because I spent two and a half years playing AU basketball, and um, now I'm just assigned to switch over. Um, so I was... That's what I was really nervous about. Like I don't like letting people down. I don't like the make. I don't like the feeling of uh, me making like feeling like I'm letting others down. Um, so that's what I felt. But then once I talked to my brother and my friends, and they were just like, "You should do it." Like I'm pretty sure they'd be happy about it. Like they were kind of like piping my head up, like you're very good, like you're super good, like you go very yeah. high D one. And I was like, you know what? Like I kind of really enjoyed it. I was um, doing well for school, 
And my coach for school, she even talked about, like, asking me if I wanted to do it in college. Even the athletic trainer were asking me. Like, They're like, you sure? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how they were. And I was like, all right, like, I'm going to do it. And I I actually did. I, t- I don't actually think I told my mom. I think my stepdad told my mom. And I asked my stepdad if he can tell Coach Steve. <laughs> and then he told Coach Steve. And then Coach Steve brought me in one day and was just talking to me. He's like, look, all I care about is if you go to college. I don't care what sport it is. I don't care if you don't do a sport. I just want you to go to college and graduate. And I was like, all right. So I didn't let anybody down. Everyone's happy with my decision. And just move forward from there. Yeah. How did it feel? I mean, because you were, like, pretty young when the whole world was looking at you. Yeah. And you were, like, they, like, throw, like, a girl. They came up with slogans. Mm-hmm. You know, you had book. All this stuff happening. And you were still in school, like, doing school stuff and playing sports. Yeah. How did that feel? Well, in eighth grade, I missed a lot of school days, which was, I didn't really like, because before, literally, I was so used to just being around a bunch of kids, and then after everything happened, I felt like I was just around a bunch of adults, and it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't fun. Like, I like to laugh, I like to play around, mm-hmm. um, so that was kind of hard, but, like, just kind of getting back into the flow of, like, school and being around kids my age, I was just super excited. I got to play high school soccer in eighth grade. So just being able to um, come back and then hanging out with the high school girls, hanging out with the girls in my grade, like it was just so much better to just being able to just really show my child side of it. And all the attention was all too much at that age. Um, no one expects to get that much attention. And then for it to kind of happen like overnight, as people say, is like crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I always try to stick with being a kid and really enjoying my childhood because it flies by, and I, I just always try to remember to stay a kid for as long as I can. But, you know, yeah. I feel like a lot of my friends have helped me, like, stay myself and stay my age, even though I've been around so many adults. Um, but I think my friends have done a very good job of keeping me, in, like, keeping me at my age. Yeah, keeping, because you see you have a very humble spirit. Like, you're, you have a cool, relaxed vibe. Thank you. Um, and so, if you were to say, so what are some of the highlights? If you were to say, like, of these years of me being here, playing with my team, with my, you know, yeah. you know what, what would, if you would have had three highlights, you like, I'll never forget this. I would say meeting uh, President Obama and Michelle Obama. That was, that's up there. Um, the Barnstorming Civil Rights Tour that I took with my baseball team, that's up there. And... A third one, probably be winning an ESPY. That and also being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, like those are like... That was pretty dope. Yeah, those are like both tied. Um, Can't really, like that's kind of insane to be that young and being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And then again, like hearing the news that I bumped Kobe Bryant off, like that's, that's insane to me. Like I can't believe that that actually happened. So those are like my top three moments that I'll never forget. And what do you think, what about all these girls that sort of looked up to you, that look up to you, mm-hmm. girls who probably, you know, they, they used to always like throw like a girl was like this bad thing, yeah. you know, oh, you throwing like a girl. But then now they like, well, if you throw like Monet Davis, <laughs> yeah, that's actually a compliment, mm-hmm. you know, like you've kind of changed the way people look at w- girls and young women who play sports. Yeah. Um, it's kind of crazy. 
Because I know that saying is um, famous from The Sandlot, and it was like an insult used in Sandlot, and that's one of the best baseball movies ever. So being able to kind of change that is pretty cool. I know a lot of women are starting to really stand up and speak about what's right for women in sports, and for me to kind of have a voice to also do that, um, I'm excited about it. Like I'm excited to help change the way women are viewed in sports, and for, for me, it started since I was 13, so... That's kind of cool that a 13-year-old had a huge impact on the way people are looking into women's sports, like something that's like you would never think about and something that I dreamed about it happening, but not at that age. But I feel like the women that we have that are playing sports who are professionals are doing a phenomenal job of trying to change women's sports. Like you got the, the soccer, the U.S. soccer team um, fighting for equality. Um, Serena Williams, who says she'll never stop fighting for equality until she's in a grave. Um, Simone Biles is still breaking history. Um, so we have some pretty inspirational women that we have that we can look up to. And, you know, I'm just trying to follow in those footsteps and just have a huge impact on women in sports. I'm just trying to help change it for younger generations. And hopefully they have it better um, and changes very soon. And it all started here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little Marion Anderson rec center, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty dope. What do you, what will you miss? I mean, I'm looking, there's pictures of you everywhere. A lot of the memories that you just referred to are mm-hmm. encapsulated in these photographs on this wall. Like, what are some of the things you're going to miss about being here? So I'm definitely going to miss, and like, we were, I was in like fourth grade. We come down here, we come, go in the back room. Before this whole facility was here, we do our homework and then we go outside with a bunch of after-school kids and play kickball. Like just being able to do that like every day—that's something that I'll miss. And then being able to come down here and go downstairs and hit or uh, do some lifting, um, even even just sitting around watching TV, um, hearing all the kids run around in the back. Like those are some of the things that I'll definitely miss uh, because I've been doing it for so long, and then. I won't be able to do it like I used to do it. So I'll definitely miss, like, those days after school or early summer mornings just coming here and just playing around, staying all day until it got dark out, then going home. So I'll definitely miss those the most. Yeah, just being here. Yeah. Yeah, is it going to be hard? Um, <laughs> or are you going to come back? I know you're going to come back and visit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, like, especially during breaks, I'll be here all the time. But, um, yeah, I'll definitely miss it, especially when it's, like, Nice outside. Like, whenever it be nice in middle school, we come do our homework, and then we take a walk down South Street, go to Rita's. Um, so I'll definitely miss that. But, you know, I'll still keep in contact with everyone that I'm close with, all my teammates, coaches. So we'll keep in contact. Well, I know for sure that I'll support everything that they do, and I know that they'll support me and that we'll always have each other's backs. Um, so I'm not really worried about that part. But, like, just being able to come down here whenever we want and just hanging out and just – being ourselves and just really just being children, um, doing the thing that we love. I'll just miss that the most. Just just being in this building, really. Yeah, it's a pretty cool building, though. Yeah. I mean, even though the AC is like... Yeah, it's, it's very strange, <laughs> but, you know, we still love it. Yeah, it's home. It's home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so your advice to young girls, because a lot of... I mean, I have a 10-year-old niece, you know, who she's into dance, not necessarily. But what is your advice to these young girls who all look up to you and they like, you know, whatever sport, whatever activity they have, what is your advice for them? I just say to work hard. 
because um, I know women have to work twice as hard as men. Just keep working hard. Keep having fun. Um, don't don't let someone take the joy out of something that you enjoy playing. Because that kind of happened to me, but I'm I still push through it. So don't let anyone st take away what you want to do. Dream as big as you can and just go reach for it. Just go for it because no one can stop you. And I, overall, I keep saying it, but keep having fun because that's, that's why you started. So just keep going and having fun with it. I look forward to following up with you to find out whether Hampton is the real HU <laughs> or what. They got both got different color blues, blue and white yeah, or whatever, yeah. but it's real cool. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I appreciate it. Thank you. This has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs every weekend on 1060 a.m. on your radio dial. And it comes on at 9.30 p.m. on Saturdays and Sunday morning at 8.30. So you can subscribe to the Flashpoint Podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the Radio.com app, the Apple Podcast app, or any podcast flat, uh, platform. All you got to do is search Flashpoint KYW. If there's something in your community that has you hot under the collar, let us know and we'll walk you through the flames. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Flashpoint Show. Mine is Terry Gregg. And thank you because you're a part of the Flashpoint fam. So we really appreciate you listening and subscribing to our podcast. We work really hard and we really, really care about the community. So until next time, I'm your host, Cherry Gregg. Thanks for listening.